Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers episode 484, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So uh, it's a little late, but for good reason. So before we jump in, we'll go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And uh, joining us today is uh, our resident Godzilla expert, creator and original host of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Joel Hodgson. Hey, Joel, how's it going? Oh, hey, you guys. Hey, Tom. Thanks. I'm happy to be here with you guys. I did go see uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, and I... I have to say, um, I'm only going to be so sharp on this topic because I fell asleep <laughs> during it. And it was no, somewhere, it was something when it was kind of icy. That's all I remember is it was pretty icy. And then I fell asleep. And then the next thing I knew, my son was waking me up going, it's over. The movie's over. <laughs> I, that you know, it sounds like the entire movie. That's pretty much the synopsis, that's right? About it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we're done. It's, all right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I told Kevin, I was like, hey, Godzilla and I have something in common. We both slept through 80% of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like, to me, uh, just generally about this movie, like there was some deal, you know, they kind of go, uh, we've got great news, fellas. We can do the next Godzilla. It's going to be Godzilla King of Monsters. It, you can be just like Destroy All Monsters, have all of the creatures. But we have this side deal with this thing through IMAX, which is a, a galvanic skin response system where we can tell where the audience is enjoying the movie or not. And we have to make this movie to test the to test the the equipment. We have to make a movie that does not make any sense and is not pleasurable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like that's what it felt like. They kept like interrupting anything that could happen. It was so weird. But I, I don't want to interrupt your flow. But that just was my take on it. it was so crazy. Well, no, they, I I felt kind of the same. I mean, I totally get where you're coming from because it was like they would do something really, really cool, and they're like, "All right, now let's go leave and follow these people for 30 <laughs> minutes before we show another monster." Yeah, I was. I remember the reviews came out, and people were just like, I, "The negative reviews said that there was too much character development." And 
no, no there was not enough character development and not a, too much monster smashing. And I was, and as I'm sitting there, I was like, I don't give a shite about any of these people. I don't <laughs> right. care about your divorce. I don't care about your dead kid. I want to see Godzilla uh, atomic breath the crap out of Rodan. And, and that doesn't happen until like the very end of the movie. And when you do see it, it's awesome. But that's the problem. Yeah. Is it's like they're like, let's create this huge spectacle, these amazing special effects. The monsters are cool. The action is cool. But now we have to go travel to this place. Like most of the movie felt like like the Lord of the Rings. Like they were just walking <laughs> around or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Godzilla's going to. Yeah. They didn't have topography. They didn't like really express really where anybody was except for the beginning when it was like, was it Chitsunitsen, Tom? It, Is that like, wasn't it or something where it, she it's, was? It's been like two weeks since I've seen this movie at this point. So, because I saw a, a preview screening. So, I remember virtually nothing about this film. It was like <laughs> cinematic diarrhea. It just like went crazy. <laughs> but, but you're in Chitsunitsen right now, right? You're in Cancun right now. You're on ground zero for a. Uh, um, for monster attack. <laughs> that's what I was thinking because they go to Mexico and Tom's in Mexico right now, and that's I that is where the is that where the was in a temple. Um it just felt like if you looked at it like a three act structure, they were doing they threw so much stuff in like there's the it's like there's a couple that are suffering through a divorce and there's a teenage girl and you start to go, wow, you know, you didn't have to tell us that immediately. Like, you could wait till the end of the first act and then say, oh, and my dad's uh, a researcher, too, and he's essential to help us solve this problem. But they dropped it in there so fast. It felt like the parent trap with Kaiju. Correct me if I'm wrong. Most of the original, not the original, but most of the Godzilla flicks your your main hero is either like a rookie reporter or like a lower level scientist that knows what's going on, but the upper level, upper, upper echelon won't listen to them? Well, I think they quickly, after the first one, which was what, like in what, 1956 or something, yeah, which like was genuinely a fantastic, scary, inventive movie, I think it quickly became, they became kids' movies. And so that's why they're so hard to translate to today's culture, you know, 60 years, 70 years later, because they really were made for kids. And that was what was troubling about this movie is because I think they said damn and shit. And I think they swore in it. There's there an F-bomb. You're like kind of going, yeah, there was like F-bombs. And you're kind of going, these are like kids movies. Like you, you kind of can't have it both ways. But I thought it was really telling when, um, well, but you're right, exactly. There usually is somebody who's a surrogate who's kind of tracking it. And, and I also get lost because we did so many Gamera movies that they all, <laughs> kind of blend, they all kind of blend together for me. But yeah. That was the turtle with the spikes, right? Paragon? I, I can't even tell you, man. Okay. Well, all, all I noticed was we recently reviewed Detective Pikachu, and they got the island monster with the shell that's like an island. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> because you know that Godzilla people are stealing stuff from Pikachu. Pikachu yeah, it's from not po- like that character's Pokemon. ever appeared before. Right. So, Joel, did you see the, the previous Godzilla movie that came out about five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, what happened? That, that was a good movie. I really liked the yeah. way it kind of dealt with, like, yeah. the dread and fear. If you're going to make a more, like, mature Godzilla movie, 
it dealt with kind of the existential terror of this giant monster wreaking havoc, and they completely lost the threat on that, which was unfortunate. Yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of like there was the Roland Emmerich one, which was nuts, and then there was the latest one, which kind of put it back in its like in a reasonable place right. for a giant monster movie, <laughs> and then this. This one undid everything, and we're now further. We're either we're further off than the Roland Emmerich version. Did you see well, uh, King Kong Skull Island? Yeah, and like so that movie, unlike like Godzilla, I felt like was a monster movie, but a pretty serious movie. And I felt like King Kong Skull Island was just a big dumb monster movie, but it was. I thought it was a blast. I thought, okay, no. we're gonna we're gonna get Godzilla and all these yeah. monsters. It's gonna be a slugfest. It'll be fun. Yes. I think that's what we all thought, right? Going into this, going, yeah, this is like Skull Island. They they like the visceral, the most fun. You know, all the way they framed that movie was perfect. And and we and you kind of go, oh, they have they have a formula now. Awesome, but it was not that and. There were a couple of things. I tried to take a few notes before I fell asleep <laughs> on this. And there were a couple of things. There were a couple of weird things that kind of, there were a couple of weird things that kind of happened that were very disorienting. But I thought, I felt like it was weird when the girl was so, you know, there, when they finally, when Mothra is born and they go to that special laboratory that's hidden in like a temple, an Aztec temple, and it hatches. And the girl says, yells out Mothra so lovingly. (laughs) You're going, going, what? I miss like chapters of explanation (laughs) of why she adores Mothra. And right then you start to go, there's little checks that go off that make you start to go, oh, oh no, I do not understand why, why this is important. I could be in a lot of trouble with this movie. It may not make sense. It just kept happening. Well, it's like, well, so they turned it into this big scientific thing. And I'm guessing what this is supposed to be, uh, you know, a metaphor for climate change and trying to take care of the planet. I don't want a metaphor in a Godzilla movie. But, well, but that's kind of what I want that's, Godzilla it, to punch a monster. That's yeah, what I the, want. But the original Godzilla was a response to the, the atomic to testing. the bombs being yeah. dropped. So, I mean, with this one, I get it's fine if they wanted to say something, but they really hammered home the scientific stuff. And I think the mistake was that whereas Kong was more of a, a spectacle, a slugfest, again, the humor was there. Like Kong, as Joel said, was framed so well and was so much fun. This one was like, okay, the monsters fight for a few minutes. It looks really awesome. Now let's go back to this, the scientists and, and this argument of, you know, Godzilla is our friend and we're going to use him to yeah. help us oh, fight so the other boring. monsters because we want those other monsters to destroy the earth so it can rebuild and it was just like it went into this really heavy-handed kind of uh you know mankind is ruining the earth thing and i think it really lost most of the fun that could have been happening this that's the problem but did it look awesome i mean there were large swaths of this movie could have been on the radio it was so hard to see at one point i was like i think he might literally be fighting fibber mcgee and molly i don't know what's going on (laughs) i see nothing i I think it depends on your theater too but like so the one i was at was really well lit it was brighter uh i mean i didn't have any trouble seeing it now they did do the old cliche of like let's have them fight in the rain at night which you know it makes it easier to cover up cg stuff but if the screen was bright enough it wasn't 
like indiscernible, but it still was that very it's, dark. It's insane because all of Kong is during the day. Right. Yeah. Like Kong is Kong is set in the daylight the whole time, but, and it looks fine. But one giant ape fighting humans and and bullets and stuff is different than fifty. Yeah, but he, no, he he would fight like he fought that giant weird octopus yeah, or whatever. And there was and lots of other CGI creatures. That's in true. That movie that he yeah, fought. I don't know. I I really can't explain it because this movie looks like they spent a ton of money on it. <laughs> yeah, they and did. <laughs> I'm not really sure why they didn't give us more of the it's, monster slugfest. It's also a weird choice in director. Uh, I like Mike Doherty. I think Mike Doherty is fine. Uh, what, is, what is he? So he's all he he is responsible for Krampus. Okay, he directed. Remember that Christmas movie? I mean, I remember it, yeah, but he, I'm still trying to get the connection of why he's doing this. Going, that's, that's a, a thing. That's a hell of a promotion to go he, from right? Krampus to <laughs> yeah to a two hundred million dollar tentpole picture. Well, because the other one was Gareth Edwards, and Gareth he, Edwards. he directed Rogue One, right? Uh, yes. I mean, yeah. Gareth Edwards. I mean, among other things, but like he's doing big movies, like Star Wars movies, and he knows how. And, and that Godzilla movie was really good. And so I just I feel like maybe it was a little bit of a mistake. To I think go it with. was. I mean, his his he's more of a writer, and I'm going to read you his writing credits, and you're not going to be impressed. Okay, uh, X Men Two. All right, not bad. Okay. Uh, Superman Returns, not good. Oh, the new guy, this guy, Krampus. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Trick or Treat, which is not bad. Uh-huh. Krampus, X Men Apocalypse, <laughs> and now and he did the screenplay for this. So he's a horror guy, and they said he's a he's a Brian Singer guy. But I mean, but like Trick or Treat. But wait a second, fellas, you guys are behaving like like this is like the recipe is all there. But I have a feeling the recipe was all there, but there was something that happened. That was incredibly disruptive. Some kind of event that kept this movie from happening the way a normal the, movie does. I think the, recipe the recipe was all there, except they switched the sugar for the salt. That could be, but but I bet it was something like, "Hey, we've got this dream team. We put it all together, but this has to be released in six months." <laughs> and it was some crazy thing like that, like. Okay, we think we can do it. Okay, let's. That means we're gonna have to start the CG before we really know what the story is. It doesn't matter. Let's go. I have a feeling it was something like that. There was something that was so weird about this. Like, do you remember that moment when the guy says he starts to say something like Godzilla has like underground tunnels under the floor of the ocean that can that work like wormholes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brad, Bradley that? Whitford. Okay. Okay, so when that happens, when that happens, you know that they're in incredible amount of trouble in making the movie make sense. And I think they shot all that. I bet you anything they shot all that after they did all that, all the other stuff. So they said, okay, this movie doesn't make sense. We'll seam it all together with the group in the lab. They'll explain everything. But when the guy's saying, there's no explanation why Godzilla can get around the way he can get around. You yeah. know you're in trouble as a movie. There's something, yeah, there was something going on that it was so weird. I don't know. It was really hard to figure out a timeline because of that. And it's like, even when they explained how Godzilla would get from point A to point B, as ridiculous as it was, they never explained how the people would get there that yeah. quickly because they because yeah. these same people would just be like oh he's in san francisco now Bloop, and there they are well did you also did you also notice that so in the very first scene and well because and it all starts out with ken watanabe who's like godzilla's our friend we're gonna use him to you know help us all we're gonna be friends with godzilla now and then they're like okay what are his patterns okay he has 
50 million different routes and they all have him going <laughs> to this one convenient place. Like what? I just, it seems so convenient that he has all these routes around the globe and they were able to trace that every route brought him through to Antarctica. I can <laughs> even, I can even let that go if there was more monster smashing. Well, you know, like if they're just like, uh, yeah, this is the one spot. I was like, okay, cool. So we're going to go to that one spot. And he's going to punch like, you know, mega Godzilla's or something. If right? you, yeah. Like, if no, you're going to give us lousy exposition in order to facilitate monster punching, then there needs to be like 30 seconds of lousy exposition, yeah, not totally 30 agree. minutes of lousy exposition. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. It just one thing that was really funny that I counted that they said stand down over eight times in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so they kept saying stand down to everybody. So that's also maybe an indicator of like a bad movie if they say stand down too much. <laughs> the other thing is it looked like the dad lived in Tony Stark's house. Did you notice that? Yeah, he had, he had a pretty <laughs> like, sweet setup. Really, this idyllic, beautiful thing that was on a river or something. I don't know. It was kind of like, um, I, I, I don't know what it was, but this movie is, is, is amazing in that it kind of represents this perfect model of all these things that like you were, you guys were talking about ingredients before, and it's kind of like it has all the ingredients that you, you, we kind of went in going, yeah, there should be a way that this could be arranged that it will be really fun. Cause we're all hoping for that. And they, and they didn't get to it. And it was so, um, it was so frustrating, but I would say that it was something like, he kind of said, we have all the ingredients for a fantastic meal, but unfortunately, instead of taking three hours to make it, we only have 15 minutes to make it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what this felt like to me, and I couldn't tell you why. But anyway, there is, it's kind of unique. I think the film is unique in its ability to allow you to feel nothing for that long. Like maybe there are other uses. <laughs> Maybe there are other uses for this movie, like in triage or something, where they <laughs> someone comes in and there was an explosion and they could bring them in and play this movie and it's kind of like could anesthetize pain or something. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's my piece on it. And again, I have to apologize. I fell asleep. Like I, I, I would say I made it halfway through, so I feel kind of like not not quite like not really qualified to discuss it, but. That's my piece on it, you guys. Did you see the huge three-headed dragon monster that shoots electricity? You mean Monster Zero? Yeah. You mean King Ghidra? Yeah. yeah. You, saw, you saw him in action. Okay. Yeah. So after seeing all these monsters, the only question I have left is, how is Kong going to fight these super powerful, atomic, electrified... He's gone. King Ghidra's gone. No, no, no. But I just oh. you, you see the amount of strength. Godzilla destroyed Ghidra. So now Kong is. I don't think Kong is in the same. Kong was small. He wasn't full grown yet. He's yeah, gonna, they'll he's have bigger. a they'll have a plot device that makes him stronger. <laughs> That's my but prediction. They're going to shoot him full of super soldier serum, uh, right? Something. I felt like the thing that would be really canalizing with Kong because what I think is so great about Kong versus Godzilla is like Kong is an American monster and Godzilla is a Japanese monster. And it's almost like it should be like two genres fighting each other. So I think that it has yet to be really exploited yet, obviously. But the thing I wanted to say, and I'll close with this, is the thing about King Ghidra that was so weird where they're going, yeah, big problems. All these giant monsters are coming alive. How many of them are there? Uh, 17. 
Okay. Fine. Oh, and another thing, King Ghidra, when you cut off his head, he grows another one. So you just got that to look forward to. <laughs> so it's just like, by that point, you're just going, I just don't care. I don't care. <laughs> There's 17 giant monsters, and then King Ghidra can grow his head back. It just, it just was unfair. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Of course. Right. Bye bye. Bye I was thinking that uh, it's kind of cool that the movie ended up not being good because yeah. that means that uh, I'm kind of an honorary mad scientist. I sent Joel <laughs> to see a bad movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about that. You kind so, of are. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah, well adding done. that to to my LinkedIn page <laughs> as yes. we speak. You're an un- well semi official mad. Yes. So yeah. So shall we just go through and and talk about some of the main plot points now? Yeah. And get so into basically, the characters this, a little more? this whole yeah, thing I, opens up. In, totally, I know it'll be kind of a non traditional episode, but okay. it, it, it was worth it. Yeah, totally. Worth <laughs> it. So the whole movie opens up back in 2014. We're introduced to Coach Taylor, who I gotta tell you, always fun to see. Kyle Chandler's Kyle great. Chandler's I mean, he's doing what he can do. He's he's not, you know, doing anything out of the but ordinary. But with this material, I was I was like he's fine. He's good. Yeah. And you've got Vera Formiga he, and a He's young... great and Bradley Whitford is a goddamn national treasure. He yeah. he's he saves this movie. He made yeah, his yeah. lines, I mean, every time he was on screen, yeah. he was at least well written for. I don't know if he improv some of that, but I don't stuff I don't think he is well written for. I think yeah, he I has such good line delivery that he takes lousy lines and makes them sound good. Like I watched him on Handmaid's Tale, which is not bad writing. I don't mean to say that, but like <laughs> watching him on Handmaid's Tale, the, the Emmy Award winning Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, like, he'll take <laughs> lines that like there's no way there was humor in that line on the page, and he finds something funny in it in a show that's not funny, not at all, not funny. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, it's I just I I I love Bradley Whitford. I know he. I don't know if you know, he was almost. Our Chandler Bing. Oh, that's oh, that would have been interesting. I, I could uh, totally could, see it. So yeah, I mean, I just really, you know, we didn't touch on a lot of character stuff, but the you don't per- need to. That's the thing. That's the thing that is insane about these movies is Kong gets it right. So they, they give you the little army. They give you uh, Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson. That's all you need. I want like that whole movie is should be Kong skinning a tree and using it like a baseball bat right they're what they're trying they're trying to elevate to be they're trying to elevate these movies by giving you all the background of the characters and they want to make you feel something but i agree they went overboard and i looked like when i was watching this movie toward the end i'm like is this a three-hour movie (laughs) it's a long movie feels really long and that's 220 wasn't it yeah, it felt like three. Like, cause it I did. like because when Katie and I got out of the movie, she's like, I feel like Avengers Endgame felt shorter than this because something's always happening. But this movie in between monster fights was just like we're traveling here. Now we have to travel to this location. Right now we're traveling to this site where this monster is. Now we're traveling. Like all it was was just traveling around the globe, and then eventually the humans would get in danger and then Godzilla would come out and beat whatever monster was there right. and then would disappear into the distance. One of the things and, that bothered me with the movie is, and it's something that I feel like we're getting less of in disaster movies, but it, but this one felt like that is that by focusing so tightly on this family, this, this marital dynamic and the relationship with the kid, there are still a lot of people that died. I mean, a they lot did, of they, people. And they destroyed Boston. Boston right. was gone. 
which is not the worst thing. But it's not. I agree. <laughs> it was it was it was good timing for this city. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. But seriously, yeah. though, it's like so many people are dying, and they they don't address it in any way whatsoever. And in the first Godzilla movie, you you got the sense of scale of how many people were dying and how what a tragedy it is. And in this one, it's all just background noise to like, will <laughs> these two parents get back together for this kid? Which is dumb. Especially in today's world of like like fifty percent of the world comes from homes with divorced parents. Like your parents don't get along. Wah. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't care about them getting back together. No. I think part She's of, the she is the cause of all of this. Well So she yeah. is the villain. Right. Well and it's really weird because they try to spin it as in, you know, she thinks she's doing the right thing or whatever. But, you know, they if they're gonna go into all this characterization, I didn't really I didn't like how they don't even explain really like like you're you infer that the divorce is because a kid died and then it's like oh they see differently or whatever but they never really went into the breaking point to me and then they it just said that he was drinking yeah and, and I was like yeah his kid got yeah. chewed up by Godzilla and I don't then blame in him. the rest of the movie they're but like trying to make you care that they get back together and it's like well, we don't even deal there there are tens of thousands of absolutely people whose kids got chewed up by Godzilla I mean it doesn't mean that it's not a tragedy but also his tragedy isn't special in this world yeah right? it's not like Godzilla targeted his one child yeah and so it's yeah. like why should we like why do we feel so bad about the loss of his child but we don't care about the, the movie doesn't address the what has to be tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of other children who have died across the globe at the hands of Godzilla also, I, this is something I will never ever say. I agree with the government. Yes, yeah. kill them all. Kill this, them all. You know what? I when I was seeing this movie, I go, "This is the rampage problem. Yeah. This is the Rock looking at George and going like, no, I'll take care of it.' Hey, right. buddy. Hey, calm down. And then this thing goes and kills everybody. <laughs> if the government would have, and I know that it's hard. Obviously, I couldn't really kill them because these things are like indestructible. But the right thing to do would have been to do everything you can <laughs> right. to kill them. Yes. And usually, you don't agree with the government. But in this one, the government government was the good guy vera formiga was the bad guy <laughs> because she's basically like we need to reboot humanity like humans that she's thanos she is Thanos. Right. she's she's without saying, being as good as Thanos. well right but she's like humans are destroying the planet we cause the wars and i also like how she had a whole powerpoint presentation oh my to God, show the ridiculous. dead she calls to the government <laughs> and has to explain to them through this bad exposition we were talking was about that, was that the one with cch pounder was that that scene uh, sure i don't know what she's that the gal who was like the uh, like the, the in head the, chair okay, or whatever. In, in the war room or whatever, she calls in when the, she finally gets a connection to them and the, because we had just seen her previously press the button to unleash... King, her, King Gahedra. Gahedra? Yeah. Who okay. apparently was based... Like, the Tony Harris Red Dragon was based on... If you look oh. at... There's a scene where they're throwing down, like, all of the information and papers on yeah. these different monsters. Yeah. The, the picture of the Red Dragon from Red yeah. Dragon... Is is in this? Okay, so, like that scene that. Uh, so he like Teller worshipped Hyde, this mythology. Or I guess. Okay. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they were like, "Hey, you know, it'd be funny if we threw this in." I don't. But, I think it's a. a, but, a so, complete coincidence. So so apparently, Vera Farmiga brainwashed her daughter to think that she was really going to help these monsters and help the planet. But what she didn't explain to her was that she was freeing these monsters to destroy humanity and these places so they could rebuild. So before she knows that they they have like the bridge scene where he's the dad's on one side and the daughter and the mom are on the other side. And you actually see the mom go and pick up the remote detonator. That's going to free right. Ghidra. And she just does it. So you're this like, was, oh, this crap. was, this was the heel turn. If right. You will. Where it's just like, 
Was it, though? Like, we kind of all... She didn't fight when they came and got her. I knew she was the bad guy the entire time. Well, but you also don't want them to kill your daughter. Like, everything to this point was like, okay, they just killed everyone but her and the daughter. Like, I'm going to play it cool here for a second. But so we find out that she's the villain and, like, Thanos wants to reboot humanity. And so the whole movie... If she, was, if she was really like Thanos, this would have been snappier. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, so well, then, well done. So Thank then, you. the whole government, like we said, wants to kill all the monsters. But Ken Watanabe is like on this from the very beginning. He's like, no. Even though all the stuff with Godzilla happened in the last movie, he's like, no. Like we've interrupted them. They were here before us, and so he's all like, we need to make friends with Godzilla, and then he will protect us from the other monsters, which ends up happening yeah. the whole time. Um, I will say and, one unexpected. Here's yeah. the thing. I still am a little unclear. Just exactly what did we do to make Godzilla like us? Nothing. Right. No, that's he just knew. That's the problem is is that Godzilla just knew. Of all the humans that have tried to bomb him and kill him and destroy him and all that other stuff that you see in every monster movie with the military bombing the, the monster, like of all those things that have happened, and then Godzilla swims up to the window and he's supposed to think, oh, the shield's up. They're good. Yeah. Like, what? I got to <laughs> tell you, though, I kind of like this scene. Like, the, I, the way it was shot, I liked when they opened the shields and all you can see is his uh, his back light up. Yeah. And they're so deep in the water that it's very dark. So I just like that. It's almost like Jaws, like Jaws 3, unfortunately, um, where I just like. You were like, doing so well. I know, well, I know. <laughs> but like that, I, I like the way that scene was set up where you just see him off in the distance and you see okay. his, the lights on him it's, light up. It's a it cool, looked cool. It's a cool concept. I'll give you that. But here's the problem I had with that. Sometimes when you see Godzilla, he's as tall as a building and yeah. he can pick up a building and pick his teeth with it. He's gigantic. They were in this one little tiny room with one little tiny window. I mean, tiny relative sure. to Godzilla. And he shows up and his head is like one fifth the size of the glass. I totally agree. He's a gigantic monster. Yeah. Yet when he swims up, he his whole body fits in the window. Right. The scale of this movie was it's, so it's off. very off. And sometimes he was big. Sometimes he was. You know. they, they post somebody maybe posted it, like a maybe uh, it was cold. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I think about body. Yeah, that's a good point. A yeah. no, I because of the funny meme that was going around yeah. with the poster. Okay, when I'm you like, see Godzilla in his short little stubby legs yeah. in this movie, that poster is made from the scene where he's up at the top of the water and shoots a beam out. Yeah, what the hell is he standing on? It makes no idea. He's stubby. Like if you see his whole top of his body, his legs are one tenth of that. Right, and he's can't he can't kick his feet to stay afloat. Like no, like he's. No, the, the physics don't make. I don't know. At all. It's weird to pick apart a Godzilla movie, but again, like based on but that's their, the thing, is I, I, you, <laughs> it's weird to pick apart maybe the science of a Godzilla movie. But something as simple as the size of the monster seems <laughs> yeah, right, very right. much like fair game. It, right, that's what I mean. It's like I'm not gonna. Okay, the the you know Ghidra shoots electricity and Godzilla has atomic blast power and all that. That's cool. Like I'm here to see that. It's all cool. I'm not ever gonna argue with it. But yes, the physics of just like how the world works, right. you know, and it right. just it's very strange that I think I think that stuff kind of takes you out of it. Again, as weird as that is to say, because you're like, yeah, I'm here for this big bombastic monster movie. Let's go. But then these things will take you out of it, where you're like, oh, they did that because it looks cool, right? But it, they're not explaining how he's doing it. It's it, the, the problem that people that we run into with these movies is, I, like we said, the 2014 Godzilla movie was a blast. Like, that was a fun movie. I thought it was really good. The Kong movie was a blast. Like, that was a lot of fun. And that's when uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch got it on, right? Right before they were... 
and, and yes, X-Men? and Godzilla. It, no, movies... no, that's post. That's post Avengers. Oh, it was post. Yeah. Okay, because it was like it was weird because those movies came out though right around the same time. <laughs> yeah, they did. Twenty thirteen yeah. and fourteen or whatever. And so they were a couple yes, in one and brother, brother and, sister and sister in the next. Well, if we read the Ultimates two, three, they it, it's wow. a little bit different. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but like, and then Kong were just, so they they give you the character stuff along. Like, Godzilla twenty fourteen is a pretty good mix of. The character stuff along with Smashy Smash. Yeah. Kong is Smashy Smash. Yeah. Like, that's, there's no well, other. Yeah. God, there, Godzilla backloaded the smashing, right? Like, it was. Like, yes, yeah. they did. The yeah. first hour was pretty slow, talky, but talky de- talk. But deliberate. And, and I, and I think it, and it worked. But in this one, every time they stopped to talk, you were just like, shut up. That's yeah. exactly right. And so, like, this I, was way too long. This movie long. should have been an hour and a half. Keep the, if you're going to have only the fight sequence we saw, and I still, think this fighting was great it was I, good because no, i could see it fun. it wasn't dark, too dark for me i think the action was good but it was mixed up in two hours and 20 minutes of bouncing around the globe you get what like a five minute fight yeah really, and, and trying to explain that oh well this polar something and this and the regrowing of this and the atomic radiation this, we got to shoot you know. an atomic weapon at godzilla it, to heal him and, and it's weird and it's yeah. like it's like some weapons take them out some recharge them some like it, it, it's just they got so muddled down in the science when really what you wanted to see was, oh, there's all these monsters. One of them is the king, and he's controlling these other ones. I want to see Godzilla go he, knock them all out. But then they're like, oh, by the way, he's an alien. What? Yeah. There's an alien? Gahidra is not part of this original monster group. I did remember them saying something about he's aliens. He's an alien. <laughs> okay. Like, he's not even part of this whole thing. So, like, he that's how that's why they can, that's why he can control them. Or that's why oh. the whatever thing doesn't work on him. Like, the bomb, oh. the, the oxygen bomb that they shoot. That takes out Godzilla. Oh, that's why it doesn't work because he doesn't. He's not of like, the oxygen. Correct. Oh. Yeah. So my, and then I, my big question is, I I don't get at this point what Godzilla versus King Kong could possibly look like. How do you marry these two tones? Like God, you have like, to make Godzilla the villain. But I I just can't imagine that they're going to well, do that. There's no way they're going to make him the villain after this. He just saved the world. But he turned. Kong's boss, gotta be the tur- villain. I don't know, man. Like Kong is straight up the hero of that movie. He is. Wasn't he killing a lot of people? No, he was. He was protect. Like he wasn't protecting the people. He killed what's his name, be Sam Jackson, because Sam Jackson was trying to kill him. But I don't. Maybe I need to rewatch that. I don't think he was going after the army. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe I, he was because they showed up in his place. Like remember, like maybe you're right. Maybe he does kill all those people because I, they, they start shooting missiles at him. Island. Yeah, they right, did, right. But but that's what I'm I still think though, like I mean, yeah, he was cool with maybe a couple of them, whatever, and you always want to make Kong into the hero because they're on his turf. Like he's the animal that's being you know, you're messing with him, so I totally get all that. But when you just had this movie and the whole deal is like Ken Watanabe dies believing that he's the hero and he fights the alien and all this. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do the story. Maybe Godzilla but, goes to Skull Island because they keep referencing Skull Island. You know, what I mean? like it, that's a they reference that a lot. Yeah. They make sure they reference Kong a lot in yeah. this movie. Well, th- yeah, they're setting the groundwork. So, but my problem still is, though, they made Godzilla too OP. Unless yeah. they have to give Kong, like Tom said, they will, but like they really have to give him some amazing powers because just a huge ape that smashes things, like I mean, these radioactive blasts against that, like right. I feel like and Kong, I feel like Kong's in the light heavyweight level, and these are the heavyweight <laughs> monsters. Sure, totally. right? Kong isn't huge compared to Godzilla. Well, we don't know that yet because in Kong. They say he's he's like a teenager. He's not full like he's small. Oh, that's right. He they hasn't. That he's out. not full grown yet. So the Kong that we're gonna get 
I think in 2020, unless they actually push it back, is going to be bigger. He's wow. going to be it probably, you know, I have to believe he'll, he'll be as big as God. You know, and I, I, I think the in the original movie, he is like the the the, the suit is smaller than Godzilla, but it's not like it's, you know, that big of a deal. So I could see Kong being smaller than Godzilla in the in the next one. But I have to believe it's, he will be significantly bigger than what we saw last year, two years ago. He was smaller, but it's like Rocky and Drago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, exactly. I just I just don't. I, when I saw these monsters and how OP Godzilla had to be to defeat them and survive, I mean, I know he kind of dies, but he, he went to go recharge. He would have eventually recharged. So Boston's a nuclear wasteland, right? Well, and it already, yeah, like it already. Yeah, and then this happened. Yeah, it was all, yeah. But even in the, even in the movie, though, honestly, like, it was all overgrown. Like you saw that it already from. Well, no, the Godzilla. Attack. Godzilla was full of nuclear energy, and then he explodes. Well, yeah, but I mean, before this, remember what they were talking oh, about yeah, with yeah, all yeah. the foliage growing back. Vera Farmiga was basing her research on seeing what happens after the monsters destroy things. So that's why when she comes out, when we find out that they're actually hiding in Boston, she comes outside and it's all overgrown and everything. Right. But you're right. Then they said that anything in a two mile radius, I think, is going to be d- demolished. Downtown Boston is gone. Like it's it has yeah. it's a nuclear wasteland because of Godzilla. Like when Godzilla is full of the nuclear and he's glowing red. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool look look mm. like i like that look but like things are just melting around like as he's just walking through the city everything is melting around him so it's just like that that nuclear energy doesn't go away like it just kind of stays there yeah i mean those places there's i mean no life can survive i mean if anyone was there they're dead yeah like it's totally radioactive um so they'll have to address that in the next one we should talk about the monsters that are, that are in this i mean i don't know the monsters maybe as yeah. well as you guys but like there were a lot that i like rodan and mothra uh, those I, are the ones that, i don't know who any of those other ones are so they've got rodan who is uh in he was like a volcano pterodactyl yeah, looking basically. fire They've got yeah. Mothra, they've got Godzilla, they've got King Gohedra, and then they've got a bunch of one, other ones. spider ones and <laughs> scorpion looking like the, the ones with the, yeah, the, a lot the, of insect a looking. A woolly mammoth looking one. Yeah, like yeah the woolly mammoth was kind of yeah. cool. Like they, I think for fans of the series, and again, I don't know all the movies as well as like like Matt Reedy, who will, you know, will be listening to this. He knows all the monsters, and so I would like to hear him chiming in and, yeah. and how he enjoyed all that. But to me, from the outside, I'm like... You can tell they did a lot of fan service. They did. And I think they made them very detailed. They're very cool looking when you did see them. Um, so I think it's great that they put those all in there. I just think it's a shame that it looks like maybe they tr- they blew their wad trying to fit so many in. Whereas if they could have given us a little more action with fewer monsters, maybe then this movie could have been more exciting. I was even fine with the amount of monsters. Take, yeah, but not. I, but that's why they only give you 10 minutes of action. That's what I'm they saying. They made though, so take, much. Take away all of that character stuff. I don't need you don't these movies need you need to be able like you need Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Millie Bobby Brown and maybe Tywin Lannister. Yeah. That's what you need. You don't need anybody else in these movies, and you can have them be your the you're, people. That, was was that Ice Cube's son? Was yes, in the military. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They 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 shoved in. You're right. So many characters. Like, be, but you know, because it was like Thomas Middleditch is in this movie. I, well, that's what I was going to say earlier when I got cut off. Was one of the more surprising characters. Like, they made Thomas Middleditch out at first. You thought he was going to be like Rain Wilson in oh, kind of. Uh, what was he? Oh, what was which that? movie was that? When Rain uh, oh, was a uh, mega shark. Yeah, the shark. The bank. Yeah. yeah. So like they made him be like the smarmy you thought he was like this lawyer that was gonna like argue and and make 
the government think that they were doing good, but really they were up to their... You know, he was the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. But really, he wasn't. He turned into a pretty good guy that was helpful along the entire movie. Yeah. And, and I thought he was really good in it. They made him not just a weaselly character like... I enjoyed him more than a lot of the other ones. Right. So I was surprised they, by that. They made the mistake that, that so many of these movies that aren't Marvel make, which is <laughs> they want it now, right? They yeah. Sure, sure. They want their Avengers now, and they haven't earned their Avengers, and they shouldn't have given us five monsters. They should have given us Godzilla versus Mothra. That's what zone. that's what I'm saying. That's a movie and, though too, right? It, like that's out there. That was one yeah, of them. It, it yeah, it is. And but then they should have done that. And then in the next one then have they should three. Yeah, what, and, yeah. And then and, and they they want they want to jump right to their own Avengers and they haven't earned it. it and this and, is WB, right? Yeah. Isn't this DC? Oh, it is. This is yeah. WB. Yeah. So it's that's the problem is that Which is weird. Warner I, Brothers does not know how to build a franchise. All they do is they go Marvel's kicking our ass, Disney's doing everything great. Let's let's make our own like uh Col- let's make our own Avengers before we make our individual movies. And that's exactly what I'm saying. If they could have just had one, maybe two monsters, whatever. You want to show Rodan in the distance, whatever. That's fine like as a side character. Which but, isn't isn't that what they did in Godzilla? Like isn't isn't at the end of Godzilla 2014 they say that like there's something else out there, and they give like a, a brief like maybe like a blurry picture of Kong. Yeah, I think so. And then we're just yeah, like they okay, allude, yeah. yeah, they allude to other monsters. And, and then that. in Kong, they allude to the other Titans. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they just they wanted their cake and to eat it too. They wanted to pack all the fan service in to be like, you love these monster movies. Here's literally, I think there are fifty something monsters is what they showed on the map, and they showed a ton of them. If they could have cut it back and just did Ghidra, or could have done, you know, Mothra can come in to help save the day, Mega, and then Mega maybe Godzilla. have, may, yeah, maybe have Rodan as the bad guy. So like, you know, you can have two side good and bad guys, two major ones. And then, um, yeah, cut out the talkie-talkie and make it more of a monster fighting yeah. spectacle. It'd be fine, but it's like, I think they wanted the fan service, and then they were like, well, to animate all these monsters and all that, it's expensive, so we can't do as much of it, so let's just fill it with scientists globetrotting. <laughs> right. And I seriously, it just, in between battles, which I enjoyed, in between them, though, it was just like, come on, and and you're gonna lose people, and and I also think that the problem is when you have a two hundred million dollar movie. This is a one hundred and seventy million dollar budget. Yeah, you know, before edit, uh, marketing and all that. Right. I think they go, well, we need a a like a, a an epic movie, which means length, right? Like you sure. think of Lord of the Rings, and you think of Star Wars or the Harry Potter movies. You're like, it's not hour and a half movies. So like, this is a two hundred million. It's got to go two and a half hours because people want you know a lot of stuff, but they gave us the wrong they stuff. They gave us the wrong stuff. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't give a crap about yeah. any of that personal stuff. I want to see Smashy Smash. Yeah. I don't I mean I think if handled well, they could have handled some personal stuff, but you're right. And I think the overcrowding of characters. I mean, I could not tell you. You didn't even mention Sally, Sally Hawkins is in this. So <laughs> like there's so many characters in this movie <laughs> that we haven't even mentioned half of the good guys because their team is like 50 people. This was her this was her come up for Shape of Water. Yeah, see, you yeah. don't mess with the... Uh, <laughs> don't, don't have sex with a fish, because then you'll get chewed up by Godzilla. See? But, you know, it's like, but obviously... Well, you know, she her... needs to be really careful, because when those monsters figure out that she likes <laughs> fish men, that's... Yeah, that's bad news. Awkward, very awkward, very quick, very yeah. awkward. I, I think, I think, touching on what we did earlier, one of the biggest problems was uh, explaining, and this is the problem I have with Game of Thrones, Joe. I know Tom doesn't watch, but yeah. you know, just like Daenerys dragon. 
you know, no trying to figure out what happened at the end of that series, right? Mm-hmm. Godzilla somehow just knows the good humans from the bad ones. Yeah. And it's not explained. It's not believable. Um, you know, we want to trust him and work with him and kill all the quote unquote bad monsters. But going But from, are they bad monsters or are they just being controlled by Gohedra? Well, yeah, yeah. I That's mean, Gohedra is the bad one right. controlling the others. But yeah. I mean, we want that. I'm saying Godzilla being a hero is cool. I'm, I'm on board. But I feel like they needed a better explanation of why he trusted this batch of humans other than just like he looked in the window Here's, and saw Ken Watanabe. What, they, they don't need an explanation for anything. They All they need to do is say, hey, man, that one with the three heads is trying to take over the throne from this guy. This guy's pissed. Smashy smash. That's all you need. You don't need anything else. I don't know, because the other two were so good. I mean, it's almost like you're saying that you can't elevate these movies. You no, just, I think you can, but what? But but by giving character development, and ba- I mean, they're trying to make these movies more than smashy, smashy. They're trying to give us a but movie. Why? You know, well, like I, look, God- they elevated the last one. Godzilla was yeah. an art house monster movie, and it worked, and it was, and it was good. But that's, yeah. They got all the art house stuff wrong this time. That's yeah. They, so that's what I mean. They can do it, and I wanted another one like that. That's the thing. So I think you can, but you're right. The writing of this one was just poor. It, it was bad. You didn't care. Yeah. It didn't make sense, and it just lost you. It lost all your interest. And I think you especially do that when making the hero the villain. You know, like making the mother of the kid that you're supposed to care about and the ex-wife or the guy that's your hero, actually, when you make her the villain, you just throw up, you know, there's so much stuff out there that's conflicting. You know, Charles Dance, Tywin Lannister should have been the villain. Yep. Kyle Chandler, the hero. And Millie Bobby Brown. She can be there, whatever. She could be the hero as well. I think all that, uh, the mother and and her conflict, it just threw too much. Totally agree. Um, yeah, and when you finally get her redemption at the end, you're like, no, you good. killed <laughs> yeah. millions of people. <laughs> I, right. You don't get to redeem yourself for that. Yeah. Like, Boston is gone. Yeah. Like Because yeah. of you, a major metropolitan city, and everyone in it is dead. You don't get just to go, oh, yeah, I my bad. Yes. <laughs> right. I see the error of my way. No, so I, I, pu- cool I pushed right? push the button. They went away. So we're good now. That's, yeah. That's like in Game of Thrones when people try to tell me they started feeling bad for Cersei. No. I'm like, I'll never feel no. bad for Cersei. I mean, no. whether or not she's you, the worst. Like, like, Tom at least watched enough Game of Thrones to know that Cersei's a bad mofo. Like, you're not going to. Could could Cersei do anything to make you like her, Tom, at this point? Uh, which one was that? That's she the, was queen, the queen. The. The blonde. She's the one the that was blonde, hooking yeah. up with her brother. Could you ever oh, okay. like be like, oh yeah, she's great because she did this thing? Like, <laughs> seems I, doubtful. Yeah, it's, it's no. like you know why? Because she killed Natalie Dormer, and well, that's good enough for me. Yep, number one, <laughs> it's over. So well, uh, uh, that no, I should. Well, I should probably now. I feel bad. Joel left. And now <laughs> I, I feel like I should go because I'm in Mexico and my wife's like, where are you? Oh, yeah, that's so. fair. Yeah, <laughs> we'll wrap it up. So, I mean, so next next year, 2020, you'll get you're supposed to get Kong versus Godzilla. Now. Adam Wingard is the director of that, who we have liked before. Obviously, Another horror we, guy. We didn't like a, uh, Death Note. We didn't really. He did something else that we I wanted. I like Death Note. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the problem is Michael Doherty has written the script for Kong versus Godzilla. Obviously, he's written the script for this one, so there might be maybe Wingard can fix it a little bit. Millie Bobby Brown comes back. Kyle Chandler comes back, uh, and that's really unfortunately we don't get Brie Larson or uh, Tom Hiddleston from Kong. So our only two returning characters are those two, and well, I'll believe it when I see it. You think they're not going? Think they're going to? I mean, it's in post production. Oh, is it? They've already yeah. started filming it. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it's I already. Like, it's, it's, they like did it all to 
Oh, they shot yeah. them kind of back to back. Kind yeah. of, yeah. I did like, not know that. Okay, yeah. I just thought, oh, they'll retool this thing. No, no I, I think I think one team was doing the combination. One team was doing this so that they could all release before you stopped caring, which actually would be in about a week, probably. <laughs> so right. they didn't quite hit the mark on that, but they wanted to get it out like in a sequential. Right. right. So yeah. you know that that's on the way. So, yeah. so that I they, they they've talked about pushing it back, but the initial release date I think was next summer. Gotcha. Yeah, I, well, we I think that's to look forward to. Oh boy! Yeah, I think this is a shame because the the first two should I mean, have been is, better. This is the third in this franchise, and the first two were good. Yeah, this yeah. one was cool for the scenes that they actually gave you what you wanted. But I want to say, I mean, don't you think that maybe out of the two hours and twenty minutes, maybe twenty minutes, maybe twenty five tops? I think you're is, being nice with that number. Fighting? Yeah, I mean. And uh, that's what we're here for, like you said. So um, they're going well, to have to. There was more fighting than that. Well, I'm sorry. I'm counting the parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. I did like the line that uh, Ice Cube Jr. had where he said he was like, man, if I had parents like you, I'd run away, too. I was like, yeah, yeah that's kind of how I feel. You guys it's are awful to each other. How the whole audience felt. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, so they're so. going to have to really make it up to us on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And don't forget, you can find the show uh, online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. And while you're there, join the League of Show Sharers. And of course, if you really want to make us like it, you can check out our Patreon account at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. I've no idea what's coming up next week because well, we got to catch up on dark phoenix and is it men in black international Ooh, that's yeah, out right. week? yeah. Right. yeah we've got a we've got some catching up to do because i've been uh gallivanting around the globe in mexico Jeez. did you take so. the underground uh wormholes <laughs> i did i i uh I, my room actually overlooks an underground wormhole which is nice Ooh. So, well, there you go. Yeah, I was like, I don't need to see another wormhole. Not after my first marriage. <laughs> and so, scene. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, you've been warned. I don't have a cute slug line because I'm on vacation, people. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.